Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Yo, Elizabeth Dutton. Zarin Burnett. Girl. What's up? I got a question for you. Yeah, go. You got five? Sure. Okay, do you know what's ridiculous? Yes. Oh. Yes. Please, share. Okay, have you ever heard the term Kentucky hug? Excuse me, what? A Kentucky hug. I'm from Georgia and I ain't never heard that. Well, apparently, according to uh, Urban Dictionary, <laughs> defines Kentucky hug as that warm feeling you get when drinking bourbon. Oh, so, okay. I could, Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Have you ever felt the Kentucky hug? I've, I've Kentucky snuggled. <laughs> okay, well, guess what, Cuddle Puddle? Um... <laughs> There's a press release from a business. Uh-huh. We're talking mashups again. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just am incapable. Me. It's I'm never. Like, oh, Kentucky hug. What could this possibly be? Yeah. Guess right into what? It. Okay. So here's Slap what it says. Uh-huh. A Kentucky hug is a well-known term among bourbon lovers and. Here it is, spoiler alert, uh-huh. Jim Beam fans alike. Uh-huh. And this holiday season, the brand is turning the phrase into a reality with a limited edition holiday pajama set equipped what? with a built-in quote-unquote hug simulator. Wait, what? So you can send <laughs> yes. a cozy hug to anyone you're missing this season. <laughs> dad, don't They're get like, a hug. They're like, look, me. pajamas and a bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> Last time my daddy hugged me. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, so it's their bizarre pajamas. They come in small to double XL. Um mm-hmm. It says it simulates the sensation of a hug by, quote, applying weighted pressure on specific points around your neck, shoulders, and back to replicate the feeling of an in-person hug. <laughs> it's like the so boyfriend lo- pillow, but for the emotionally closed off. Yeah, and, and perhaps, you know, unhealthy relationship with alcohol. Perhaps. So they're like plaid pajamas, okay. right? These red tartan. The red plaid. Okay, nice holiday pajamas. And then it's got like a... A Jim Beam logo patch over the left so I'm in breast. Club Jim Beam, okay. The left breast. Uh-huh. And so it kind of looks like maybe your name tag, Jim Beam. <laughs> I but prefer it's got, club membership. It's club membership. And then it has what looks like, it has like a puffy collar as a if puffy. it's a puff coat. But it's pajamas. Okay. I'm having pajamas. a hard time picturing this, but okay. And then it's like a tr- one of those travel neck pillows that people wear on planes, kind <laughs> yes. of but like deflated <laughs> a little bit. And there's laying across the, like a stole. Like your emotional hopes and dreams slightly yeah, deflated. Yeah, those neck pillows are bogus, by the way. Oh, I don't use any of that stuff. I think it's just, they don't, I don't know. Whatever. I just take my jacket, I ball it up against the window, and I yep. sleep against that like God intended. Exactly. I take off all my clothes, <laughs> and I put them in a big ball. <laughs> take my socks off, and I dry them on my handrail. Or and the they say, armor. and they say, ma'am, this is a city bus. <laughs> this is not a plane, ma'am. And I spit at them, and, and then I keep noises. eating pudding. <laughs> so. <laughs> with your fingers. With my fingers. Um, so, yeah, the I think it's ridiculous that Jim Beam mm-hmm. makes pajamas to replicate what they call the Kentucky hug, which is the feeling of getting toasted. 
but they're trying to make it like it's a real hug. This is all, there's so many problems in this whole thing. I just want to know, can you get them also to be scented? So they smell like somebody, you send them a sample? They smell like the sweat of bourbon coming out of someone's pores after four days. I need a hug. So mm-hmm. I hereby declare that ridiculous. I love that one. I love it for me. Yeah, for everybody like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it says it comes from small to double XL, but I'm hoping they do child sizes. Because <laughs> my three-year-old nephew could rock <laughs> these. It would be amazing. Maybe I'll just make my own. Don't you him. think that would give him a complex? <laughs> like, I always looked at Jim Beam for my emotional support <laughs> ever since I was three. <laughs> My aunt Boozy, no, he'd she just told be me. The, he'd be the coolest kid on the block. Yeah. And with no friends. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's amazing. a bad idea. But I think I know what Santa's bringing you. Oh, Santa, you too good to Santa, me. Santa, you naughty fellow. Well, that's a really quite a lovely holiday surprise. Yeah, Thank you, is. Elizabeth. Yeah, it is. Well, I've got an extra special one for you I've prepared. Uh, please. Do you got a second? I do. For okay. you, yes. No, just imagine a whole buffet of ridiculousness. Okay. A smorgasbord, if you will, of illegality. Okay. A cornucopia of criminal activity. You okay. got it pictured in your mind? Yes. My point is, Elizabeth. <laughs> Zarin. I have prepared this charcuterie plate, if you will, of criminality, <laughs> of various pungent heists, aromatic capers, moldy cons, and some cheesy bank jobs. All for you. Aw, yummers. Now, are you ready for the first annual Most Ridiculous Crimes of 2022? <gasps> Born ready, baby. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Elizabeth. Zarin. Now, I promised you a a hit list of the biggest, dumbest, stupidest, most outrageous, logic-defying, luck-requiring, good-sense-defying crimes of 2022. I am so excited about this. <laughs> I hope you are I'm because so excited. I want you to be prepared to be horrified mm-hmm. and amazed mm-hmm. in equal measure. Okay. Now, when I first saw this first story that I'm going to share with you, I was immediately struck by the question. Did the thieves who heisted Buzzy the animatronic inspire others? Because this feels like a copycat Disney criminal, but oh. I'll let you be the judge as the expert. You know I love to judge. Go for it. (laughs) In July 2022, this headline hit the presses. Man arrested after taking Star Wars R2-D2 droid at Disney, police say. That's the headline. But that's not really the story, I would say, at all. Because I think the headline should be, Florida man steals R2-D2 to impress boss and get job at Disney World. What? Oh, oh God. <laughs> so I like you to meet David Proudfoot. He's a 44-year-old resident of Kissimmee, Florida, which I think should be kiss me, but it's Kissimmee. Mm-hmm. Kissimmee, Florida. So anyway, Proudfoot wants to get a job at Disney World. So he thinks long and hard about it. He's like, how can I get myself one of them good, good jobs at Disney World? And he's like, I need to impress my prospective employer. So what does he do? He decides what better way to get your boss's attention than with some smooth criming. Right? I'm okay. So he goes undercover. He poses as a Disney World guest to get the lay of the land. Uh Then he's like, you know what? That's not enough. He goes deeper undercover. He heists up himself one of them Disney employee badges. Uh And he goes and poses as a Disney employee at the park. Okay. So now he's ready and to set to astound and amaze the folks at Disney World, right? So he steals a $10,000 R2-D2 droid. Uh-huh. And though that's not enough, he steals a couple other items, like a video game, like a whole-ass video game. And oh, then, like, a, like an arcade like style? Like an arcade-style video game, yeah. How? Okay, keep going, because <laughs> exactly. I'm going to just note my questions here. Well, he's got for... like a, a Disney employee badge. He's got like the yellow security vest. He's walking around like he knows right. what he's doing, okay, and he sure. should be there, and it works. So he's able to lift the R2-D2 to the video Does he do this game. all at once? He's doing this at different times. I was going to say, because how is he getting this stuff out of there? Well, you know, I don't know. He's carrying it. Does he dress the R2-D2 as another fellow employee? (laughs) Come along with me, Steve. It's lunchtime. (laughs) No, so the dude, he gets popped eventually because he's not good at all this. yeah. Now, when he gets busted, Proudfoot calmly explains to the Disney Disney police that, look, guys, all this criming, (laughs) this was my job application. You know, come on. Wait. And they're like, what? But... (laughs) 
He's like, no, oh, okay, truly, I already did apply for a job, but it didn't get anyone's attention, it didn't jump to the top of the list, so I thought, I will show them. I will show all of them. So, Does he want a job in security? What yes. was this? Oh, he was trying to get a job in security. So he thought, if I go and I steal some stuff, what better cover letter for a resume is there than that? He wants to be like the equivalent of the white hat hacker. Exactly. Okay, got exactly. it. Exactly. So wow. as he imagined it, he would be like, okay, I'll get busted and I'll turn around and say, look, now, don't you clearly need me? Because otherwise, who else would be able to stop a thief like me? Huh? The, huh? the people who caught him? Yeah, exactly. They were able to stop him? Disney World was like, um, how do I put it? Not impressed. <laughs> I so, would imagine. Now, as it turns out, he also had a prior criminal history with a mouse house. He, mm -hmm. uh, on Valentine's Day of that same year, this year, Proudfoot also purchased a 703 dollar gold necklace from the Four Seasons Resort at Orlando at the Disney Resort. You know that anything you buy at a resort gift shop, <laughs> perfect bargain. You know you're getting oh, like yeah. the best value that, that right is, there. That's the bargain no markup. buyer's deal make. Like, you deal go house. to a resort, yeah. yes. You're like, where can I get the best deal I in town? I know, the Four Seasons gift shop. <laughs> so Bingo. He, he goes there and like Driver? <laughs> he was like, uh, oh, I once saw this movie Fletch where this guy pulled off a smooth move. I'm going to try that. So he purchased it by charging the gold necklace to someone else's room, like the Underhills. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Always oh, a classy boy. move. Yes. Got away with it, kind of. He got arrested. Yeah, so, so he didn't. No, he didn't get arrested. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about him. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so now we'll move on to our next appetizer, if you will. Mm -hmm. This crime uh, is well. I have. A, I told you, I got my whole Vegas casino buffet ready for you. Right. That'll be the top ten. But, but first, I want to give you a couple more just to wet your appetite. Mm -hmm. For instance, this story comes to us from Texas. Okay. And the headline reads: Buckets of fecal matter left at Electra PD. Woman charged. <laughs> Kind of, kind of says it's. All I think right we're there. done. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Next, <laughs> so forty-six-year-old Mindy Jeanette Stevens of Electra, Texas, was sick of all the local cops' crap, so she gave it back to them. Literally. Mindy. Mindy, I know. Mindy. So in December uh, this year, she was booked into Wichita County Jail on a charge of illegal dumping of over five pounds and under 500 pounds, which in Texas is a Class B misdemeanor. <laughs> Some dumping. Yeah, hey! So, now, what had happened was, Elizabeth, uh -huh. on Thursday, November 10th, at around 4.30 p.m., Mindy showed up at the Electra Police Department with three five-gallon buckets of human dookie. Now, <laughs> she, she gets out of her SUV wearing a full-on white hazmat suit and a yellow uh -huh. mask. She, this cop spots her. She's walking up in the white hazmat suit in yellow mask, holding the bucket, five-gallon buckets. And he's like, uh, ma'am, what exactly are you doing? Now, Mindy in her all-white hazmat uh -huh. suit in yellow mask, she's, uh, she looks at the cop and she goes, like, oh, well, these are human <laughs> So the cop's like, Is it me. all hers? That was my question. <laughs> I cannot answer or that. Or did she, like, go around to her neighbors and be like, hey, it? listen, can like, you, I have a project. Like, can you the, just... Fill this for me. It's kind of a group project thing. Yeah. She just went door to door. <laughs> she's like, good here. Can you put this in your toilet room? <laughs> she's like, here, have a cup of coffee. Have your have your husband. Every time he's feeling a little like heavy and he, you know he's gonna have a good one, just use the bucket <gasps> instead of the john. Oh my god. So well, after she dropped off the last of her five gallon I buckets. I really of need to know where this all came <laughs> from. This is gonna bother me, but go on. <laughs> so Mindy hops back in her SUV, drives away. The uh -huh. cops just let her go. Dumbfounded as they are they just watch her drive yeah. away they apparently they didn't they didn't think it was like you know an explosive or anything so they're like okay explosive yeah. <laughs> so the question of like what to do with this uh you know dropped off poop at the cop shop it falls to the lieutenant on charge and so the lieutenant's like well, let me see the footage so they start going and, you know the cops are like lt what are we gonna do about the dookie bucket and he's like well <laughs> i don't know so the one of the cop lieutenants is like they're all watching security footage he's like wait I recognize that voice. The voice? Her voice. He had spoken with her earlier that day, and they had been discussing, as he said, human excrement. So apparently... Whoa, 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 wait. Yes. He, would, he had been talking... I don't know if they're poop friends. Poop talks before? They when is she, like three years at old? At the grocery market. I don't know. Like She's how... like, wouldn't it be funny if a baby pooped? You're like, stop. <laughs> what if a baby pooped in a sandwich and you didn't and you know it? You did? You're like, <laughs> oh my God. So, Mindy, enough. The cops now, they've got this these... Buckets of poop sitting out uh -huh. the door. They don't know what to do. So they call the city of Electra's, like, the office, like, the mayor's office. They're like, hey, we got this dookie drop. What should we do with these buckets of poo? They're like, 
your cops figure it out. So the cops were like, darn it. So then they call Mindy. They're like, hey, Mindy Stevens. Um, she's like, yes, uh, Mindy, uh, ma'am, you left your buckets of poop uh, down at the cop shop? And she's like, yeah, that's for y'all to eat. You know, like, eat shit. Oh, well, no, listen here, Mindy. God. We don't need all that kind of talk. <laughs> we don't care about your recommendations for our dietary habits. Now, look, you come down here and you pick up your poo or, or else what, copper? She's like, oh, well, we hadn't expected that one. Yeah. Well, uh, else we'll return it to you at our earliest convenience, Mindy. <laughs> And we'll charge you. We'll do it. She's like, with what, Peg? Well, Mindy, why is all this necessary? We're going to have to come down there. We're going to have to get one of the sewer guys to come down here and pick up the poo. Do you want Dwayne to have to come down here on his day off, Mindy? And she's like, well, that sounds like a you problem and possibly a Dwayne problem. Oh, my so God. She's like not into it. She leaves the buckets of poo. Oh, Turns out this is so gross. they were 50 pounds. No, God. Yes. And as I told you, I had the same question you did reading it, which is, was it all hers? Like how, like, was this over the course of a long period of time where was she's like, like yeah. after three buckets, was she's like, I'm poop? running out of room in the bathroom. Yeah. It yeah. Was, Seasonal. Like, <laughs> like pure Mindy. Like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Booty fruit. I'm going <laughs> to just a, I'm gonna a be harvest. So I'm going to be so sick. <laughs> now, oh I'll move God. on, Elizabeth. Yeah. Each week, we Mindy. cover lots of dumb criminals. I was Wait, like, I'm going to catch my breath. <laughs> you need a second? Mindy, yeah. But, but few are as dumb as this drop-down crew that I'm about to tell you oh, about. Oh, okay. They're called the Candy Wrapper Bandits. Now, <laughs> don't get it twisted, but the Candy Wrapper Bandits, they are not good criminals. Really? Yes, they were amateurs. In fact, they would be uh, what I would call bad at crime. Okay. Like, if I was a criminal career counselor and they came into my office, they're like, what kind of career <laughs> do you have for us? And I'd be like, you people are not good at crime. That's why they wind up on the sh this show. Yeah, have you ever thought so about maybe a career in politics? Maybe a little <laughs> easier. Lower the bar for you. So, these seven ne'er-do-wells, they lived uh, in flop houses about 30 miles outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And the candy wrapper bandits would break into homes and cars and they would, you know, just steal pretty much whatever they could grab and carry. So mm -hmm. we're talking weapons, money, hand tools. Just, Change. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like, you know, like a summer coat. You know, like, oh, so I need a light jacket, Stale a little French windbreaker. Fries. So the, uh, one of the bandits, they were, they were, must have been hungry one of their big jobs because the crew goes in, breaks into a house, and he grabs not only some just random loot, you know, candlesticks, whatever else, he also grabs a bag of Milky Way minis. And he proceeds <laughs> to leave the crime scene and eat from the bag of Milky Way minis, leaving the wrappers no. behind him. No. And he creates this Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb oh from the God. crime scene directly to their, like, hidden lair, if you will. Oh, my God. All seven this members were real. busted. And now I have to find new people to hang out with when I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm going to miss those guys. Anyway, we'll take a break and we'll be back after this with more of the best crime stories of 2022. Yes, please. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. 
criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. All right, Elizabeth. Zarin. Our next one is a Florida man special. Okay. Uh, there are no buckets involved. No in buckets, okay. no <laughs> dookie, no Thank uh, you. nothing gross. Thank you. This headline is, it reads in a way that may be a little confusing, and you as a grammarian may spot it. You ready? Uh-huh. Here we go. Florida man steals car, train, sends it crashing into house. Wait. Steals car? Train, sends is it crashing into house. Is there any punctuation? There's a, a, a semicolon. So it goes, Florida man steals car, semicolon. Train, sends it crashing into house. Okay, if there's a semi, I get it. Yeah, but like you read it quick, you're just like, okay, maybe it's just me Well, that's why, dumb. God bless the semicolon. Can I just talk about oh, completely. how much I love a semicolon? Yeah, and I'm not do. being silly here. You've I written really the, do. yeah, what are you, like three poems to the semicolon? Yeah, now? I have one tattooed on my forehead. Yeah, that chapbook was amazing, by I the mean, way. you can't see it because I have my bangs in yeah, my face all the time. Like, oh, you see it as the dot. Looks right. like a freckle. <laughs> right. Well, it, to me, the headline, it sounded like he stole a car, then a train, and then he sent the train flying into a house. Which would be impressive. Would be super impressive. Yes. But the story goes, in February in Port Lucie, Florida, a 38-year-old man was drunk, and he couldn't find his car. Mm-hmm. So what do you think this chap chose to do? He's drunk, and he can't find his yes. car. So what does he do? Uh, he's in Florida, drunk, can't find his car. And he's tried hitting the little panic button. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know if he tried the panic button. That was not in the stories I read. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a hint, Elizabeth. Yeah. The 38-year-old drunken man, and producer Dave knows all about this program. Not that he's ever used it, but he was telling me about it in one of our uh, meetings. You weren't there. So we were in the break room. We were talking about it. He's uh-huh. like, you've heard about Florida's My Car is Your Car program? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the one where neighbors allow drunks to borrow their car to go and find their own car or to drive home. He's like, yeah, that is just amazing that's program. a great program. I love how Florida is such a safety first state. And I yeah, was like, yeah, everybody really knows is. that. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm lying. So <laughs> so we still have this 38-year-old drunk dude who's trying to get home. So, Elizabeth, yeah. producer Dave and I weren't able to come up with the right answer. Do you think he got a shot? What, what, he, what does he do? He stole a car? Yes. Good job. Okay. He stole a car. So according to Florida sheriff deputies, the drunk stole a car, quote, in a good faith effort to locate his own. So he's like, I'll just borrow this car. <laughs> I'll go good find faith. my car. <laughs> So, so he didn't he, steal it, he borrowed. Yeah, so he borrowed, stole a stranger's car. He drunk drives it around town, and then he'll just leave it wherever his car was with a note. Hope you find this, or sorry. I don't know what his plan yeah, was. Maybe a knows? tip for some gas money. But really, from his perspective, you have to understand that this is a problem solver. I mean, this is like, look, I'm going to get to my car, done deal. It sounds like he is really successful at solving all of the problems in his life. Yeah, he's really good. It sounds some, like he's a, a solid... solution maven, really, right? <laughs> Now, the problem was that his first problem turned into a second problem because he was driving around drunk in the stranger's car that he stole borrow, and then he got (laughs) stuck on train tracks. And he was like, what do I do now? So he's like, well, my stolen car is all stuck. I I, I could push it. I don't know. But then our little drunken self-do-gooder, he spots a freight train coming (gasps) right at him. So what does he do now? Of course he does the right thing. Takes a nap. He, <laughs> he <laughs> leaped from the stolen car, saving himself. Total hero move. Uh, <laughs> the train smashes into the car. Uh, the train is going fast enough that it sends the stolen car flying off the tracks, up into the air like Mighty Mouse, and the stolen uh, car slams into a house. Now, oh remember, this God. is the middle of the night. So these people are asleep in their yeah, home, all of a sudden yeah. some stranger's car slams into the side of their house from the sky. The, the like, ripples out from this guy's <laughs> bad choice. of like, And you know that, okay, he's, like, 38. He's, he's drunk at some, like, dive bar, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess. Yes, you're spot on. So he's living his best life. And then (laughs) he's, oh, my God. The poor people's house. Now they get... Yeah, he's already getting a 4.0 in the school of life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Luckily, no one was hurt from the flying car. Thank God. So but the, now they got to pay for all the repairs and oh, yeah, there's all deal sorts with issues. insurance. And the drunk man has to get home, Elizabeth. 
He's still not home, is he? Yeah, So well. what's he going to do now? Well, being a good Samaritan for himself, he goes out and he finds something else to steal. This time he finds me? a forklift. It's just sitting there ki- outside of a fruit stand. It's like it's been waiting for him. Like it says, hey, no. you need me. Steal me. So look, Elizabeth. Is he like in Richard's scary busy town where it's like, oh, a forklift. <laughs> just grabs Gold a cartoon. bugs in the back. <laughs> now you seem to be kind of in a judgmental mood. So oh, you have no idea. I think you're ignoring the fact that this man is a hero. Uh-huh. For himself. Yeah, He's well, going to sure. get himself home. Be your own hero, Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. Now, I bet he was doing all this crime. Like, you know, I've thought about this for a second. Like, I'm sure half you of have. a second. If I'm he was sure doing all this criming to save a puppy, you'd be applauding him. Well, yeah, I would. Right? Yeah, exactly. If he was like, oh, I'm going to save this baby koala who's lost in Florida and I'm going to get it home by stealing this forklift. You'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, steal do whatever it. you need, man. Yeah. But he's like, look, I'm going to get this drunk man home. All <laughs> of a sudden, it's all everything's different. Exactly. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, as my German friend often likes to say, be your own hero. And I'm just going to keep returning be to that, Elizabeth. Hero. Be your own hero. <laughs> Now, he doesn't call me Elizabeth. He does call me, he calls me Dizzy. He's like, be your own hero, Dizzy. No, he doesn't call me that. Anyway, so our Florida man, he's finally able to get himself arrested when he's driving around the forklift and he spots some cops. So he naturally, he flags the cops down. He's like, I don't think these cops see me on the stolen forklift. So he waves to them. The cops drive over. And you may be thinking, now, why would he want to flag yeah. down the deputies? Well, yeah. because Elizabeth, he wanted the cops to know he was being his own hero. You guys don't need to worry about me. I got this one, guys. Um. So he tells them, I don't need you. I don't need anybody. I'm fine. I just, I'm just still looking for my car. Don't worry. I'll find it. (laughs) The deputies, they decide not to help this Florida man, Uh self-hero. Instead, they arrested him. So, like, is the plot twist that he didn't have a car in the first place? No, he had a car. He totally had a car. (laughs) I love the flagging him down. Look at me. I'm doing a great job. I got this one, guys. You carry on. (laughs) <laughs> Which, like, it's got to be the middle of the night, right? Yes, the middle and of the night. He's on a forklift. And they weren't going to stop a guy on a, a forklift, forklift until he waved <laughs> until them down. He their They're attention. like, well, there's a guy in a tank top on a forklift at four in the morning. I hope he doesn't need help. <laughs> Good for him. So, all right, Elizabeth. I, you, you ready to get into it? Always. Okay. First, can I just pause to say something? Sure. You both look so nice today. I mean, Thank I really you. appreciate you guys getting all dolled up for this year-end review that I got for you. Oh my gosh, you. of course. I mean, Producer Dave, I got to ask, where did you get that ruffled tuxedo shirt? Oh, this? Uh, yeah. This old rag? I mean, <laughs> can, can I do a plug on this show? Am I allowed? Yeah, of course. Go for okay. it. Okay. Uh, there's a guy named Van Jansen. Uh-huh. Uh, the place is Dicker and Dicker, Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> he will set you up. I love supporting small business. The man knows a slack. He knows his way around a slack. He knows his way around a ruffle. And uh, and he likes those the French cuffs. He always insists that I get French. I don't have any, you know, cuff links. But he's like, this is the way that you really distinguish yourself. So uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You went the extra. Yeah. Yeah. You were over there like like eye candy. The yellow tuxedo, blue ruffles. I mean, yeah, goddamn sunflower. Amazing. Gorgeous. And Elizabeth, I got to say. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, not everyone can pull off a meat dress. No. I mean, it's pretty no. much just you and Lady Gaga for me. Well, That's I heard it. charcuterie board, and yeah. I thought, you know, you work, dress you to work the theme. theme. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can work a theme, girl. I mean, you were like, oh, I'm going to wear my Bjork dress. I was like, now this dress. is camp. But they were like, boom. <laughs> yes. I just love it. It just says, like, love meat. Love meat. Just love. Love. Yeah, exactly. Well, well the thing is, is that... Lady Gaga did it with the raw, but I mm-hmm. just have the ver- the various smoked meats. That's yes. why all those raccoons are pawing at the window. I was wondering. I thought those was, was your whole like yeah, your, they could smell it. There's your courtier that you brought with you, your your no. entourage, if you will. No, they've been following me for like six blocks to get here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for noticing my outfit. It's um, gorgeous. I, I wore my formal Magnum PI short shorts and Aloha shirt, showing lots of thigh meat. It's it's fantastic. And in my pockets, I've got my lucky warm imitation crab meat. Want to make sure I get. <laughs> Everything right? Okay, you guys ready? We're going to get into it. But can it. I tell you that those blue cowboy boots uh-huh. really set off the shorts nicely. Electric blue, yeah, yeah. thank you. That, yeah, that was extra. I, like I had these dyed. I get, well, wait, the, the crab meat, Yeah. maybe that's why the raccoons are here, too. <laughs> that's just the, that's what I call aromatherapy. <laughs> so, you ready for the top 10 most ridiculous <laughs> crimes of 2022? Yes, Producer yes. Dave, you on board? You hooked? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Away we go. The first entry in our top 10 list, reminding me of a story you did, Elizabeth, uh-huh. about your, your dude, Attila uh, Ambrose. Yes. The drunken ice hockey playing, mm-hmm. bank robbing legend, all around good time guy. Yes, sir. Well, as sloppy as he got with all of his bank robberies, I was reading this story and I was like, Attila Ambrose would never. 
What? Yes. So starting out, number 10. Man robs bank. Hands teller note written on his own birth certificate. (laughs) (laughs) So a Springfield, Missouri man wanted some loot. So Uh he went to where loot was. He used the Willie Sutton principle. He's like, well, banks, that's where the loot is. Sure. So he went down there. He's like, I'm going to need some loot. And the bank's like, huh, do you have an account, sir? And he was like, it turns out I do not. But that should not be a problem because he had professional (laughs) skills as a bank robber. So this cat walks into the bank and he's wearing, by the way, a court-ordered ankle monitor. Yes. Which was later used to confirm his presence at the bank. God love it. That is one fantastic accessory. (laughs) But before we go sliding down this water slide into stupid, at the (laughs) top, his plan was, I'm going to walk into this bank with my ankle monitor. Uh I'm going to go up to the cashier window. I'm going to hand her a note. And just as cool as sipping on a Slurpee in Siberia, I'm going to walk out (laughs) with some loot. And the cat... And the bank was like, no, that's not happening. He's like, well, wait, I prepared. You see, I got my note written in pink highlighter. And <laughs> he handed it's it. It's like me, like, oh, take down this number. Oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> back of an envelope desk. and a pink highlighter. Yeah. <laughs> so he wrote on his note, which he slid to the bank teller. It said, give your money now. Don't say anything. I have a partner outside mm. in pink highlighter. So the bank teller reads the note. She looks up at the 30-year-old bank robber, and he looks dead serious. Real like, mm, I mean this. He's like, okay. Yeah. So she does as instructed. She gives him the money. Now he's got the stolen loot in hand. Bank robber flees the scene, runs out, and he does have a partner waiting. He hops huh. in a black Dodge Ram truck, takes off. Thanks, okay. please. The cops arrive on the scene. Doesn't take them long to solve this robbery uh-huh. because... <laughs> For one, the police received a tip from the bank robber's roommate's girlfriend. Oh. She was like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, Hello, 911? Yeah, hi. Y'all want to know where to pick up that dumb son of a who robbed the bank today? His name is Michael Conley Lloyd, and he lives at... So she told him everything. Yeah. The roommate's girlfriend, though... She may have told the cops the address and, like, waited there for them to arrive. She didn't really need to do that because his dumb ass would have been busted because on the back of the note written in pink highlighter, the one he'd slipped the bank teller was a copy of his own birth certificate. All of his oh, name, everything. My cops God. are like, we'll just take it from here. Thank you. <laughs> and what he was busted it- by that evening. And he... <laughs> this guy loves cops. He just yes. he wanted he to make totally their job. Like, I'm going to be a star. I'm going viral. Watch this. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Hold my how, beer. Does this, how does this happen? Dumb. Yeah, it happens. That or drugs. Is that like the one two. piece of paper in his home? I think he probably went, he needed to get an ID. Then he's like, I don't have any money for the ID. I'm going to go rob a bank to get money for my ID. <laughs> and then he used the one piece of paper he had in his car. And he's <laughs> like, oh, darn it. I needed that. Oh, my God. That's my guess. Oh, my God. You ready for number nine? There's a lot of lead paint in this country. <laughs> The number nine, the headline says it all for this one. Yeah. Man shoots himself at corn maze trying to get <laughs> corn out of his boot. <laughs> the crime here, in case you were wondering, uh-huh. is being damn dumb. Yeah, That's it sounds the crime. like it. So in October of this year, a 38-year-old man went to a local corn maze to celebrate, I don't know, the fall festivals, corn. Halloween season, just, yeah, corn being yeah. American, being a good American. Yeah. Now, he ran into a little trouble, and that little trouble was his own dumb ass. He got stuck in the corn maze? No, he was actually in something called the corn pit. <laughs> no, I don't know what a corn pit is, but I imagine it's like a giant hole, like that. That was it, the gates of hell in, in Turkmenistan. Yes, I yes. imagine that, but like you just dump all well, the year's corn in there, and it is just, it, it like burns. a big hole in the ground that if you take a misstep in the corn maze, you wind up in the corn pit? <laughs> You've been bad. To get and put it's in the like corn now pit. you're in like human trafficking, and they're just gonna, or do they have to feed a beast that lives in the corn pit? <laughs> the Balrog will eat you once he we gets offer back. these guys that. 10% of our corn maze participants get offered up to the corn pit. <laughs> I just kind of pictured drunks and children sitting in this corn oh, yeah, pit together. Totally. And, it, that's and actually, drunk children. I had to look it up. And I did find, because I thought you might want to know, uh-huh. a corn pit apparently is like a, and I quote, a pile of shelled corn akin to a sandbox. Uh, uh, so uh. I don't know if it's loose corn kernels or like the actual sheaths, like, you know, the... All this is making me think of is that... Like the husks, I don't at know. At the beginning of the pandemic, uh-huh. when there was <laughs> the run on toilet paper, okay. I knew someone who will remain nameless uh-huh. 
who didn't understand why people were trying to buy toilet paper because he said if they if you run out you just use corn cobs. Yes, I know him. You do you know him? I know him. <laughs> and he would argue this over and over again and not be able to explain where people would source said corn cobs, but that it was he would get very heated and angry about people trying to buy toilet paper he because delightful. Why wouldn't you just use corn cobs? You got plenty of corn cobs. It's America. It offered up corn a lot of questions about how this person lives his life. Life and how in clean his home. He is. <laughs> but yeah, that's what this is reminding me of. Well, you corn can, cob. <laughs> you should find that person. I and should. tell him how did your pandemic go, sir? I, should. I wonder whatever happened to him. <laughs> Probably somewhere. Sounds like a real ambitious sort. <laughs> so our suspect, who we will just get back to for all own reasons, he was uh, the Twin Cities corn maze. Thank you for asking, Elizabeth. Yes. And um, the perp was, quote, this is a quote from the news story, was, quote, bending over at the waist, removing corn from <laughs> his boot when the firearm he was carrying on his hip discharged. So he's strapped at a corn maze. Yes. He's got, he's got, quote unquote, he's got corn in his, quote unquote, boot. Yeah. <laughs> in case anyone comes at him and wants to give him some problems in his cornhole, he's like, look, I'm ready for y'all. Any kid comes around the corner really quick in the, in the maze. Blammo. That's what I was wondering. I mean, is he, was he like terrified by the children of a corn as a kid? Like, was he like? <laughs> well, you know, I've heard that a lot of hoodlums hang out in the corn maze. You he, get you get mugged in the corn maze. Is he beaten up by a scarecrow? Like, what's this dude's story? <laughs> well, anyway, dude shoots himself in the upper thigh meat, and uh, a good time was still had by all. I bet. Corn Festival didn't even close. They were like, let's just keep this rolling. (laughs) Comes out on a stretcher. So let's take another little break and we'll get back to it. I'll (laughs) let you calm down and I'll (gasps) be back with uh, some more. Excellent. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Okay, Elizabeth, you ready? Yes. Now I got number eight for you. Okay. Loudmouth crank drives car into wet cement during slow speed car chase with cops. I love this because I feel like it could be about me. Yeah. I'm I'm a loudmouth crank and I drive really slowly. Let's pretend this is you. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yes. So it was about 5.30 p.m. when a 53-year-old woman, you, was driving around with a bullhorn shouting at people who were walking around in downtown Rochester, Minnesota. Oh my God, was this me and I didn't know about it? I want a bullhorn. (laughs) She was just like, she's doing drive-by shoutings at people. What was she shouting? She was, I don't know. She Apparently she was like really into God. But I think a lot of people who have bullhorns are into God. Oh, well, so, yeah. yeah. Hello. So she was saying some stuff about God. I don't know which way she was going with it. Trav and I, my brother Travis, who mm-hmm. was on the guest on our oh, Conseco yes. nice episode. Fellow. Good kid. Um, he and I, when we were younger, we'd be driving around and we played this game called Robot Observer. Mm-hmm. Where if you're like in slow traffic in like a like a pedestrian friendly district yeah, of like shopping totally. district, mm-hmm. he would be in the passenger seat with the window down, and he would just announce an item of clothing that someone was wearing. Oh, so. so you're not like heckling people; you just go like blue polo shirt, 
And then someone looks and like, oh, I'm wearing a blue pillow. And then they look me. around and then we would just look straight ahead like nothing was going on. So you're just giving people like weird Fellini moments where they're not yeah, quite sure what's happening like, in traffic? Yeah, orange polar fleece. <laughs> and then they just be like, Did I are that? they talking to me? I got to stop Ed micro sent us into hysterics, but you had to be like secret hysterics. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wish we had a bullhorn for it. So <laughs> We'll get you one. Yeah. So it could have been, we could have been on the show. Well, the Rochester police would not be into your jam. No, just probably not. You know, so that wouldn't play in Minnesota. Probably not. The Rochester police, they pulled in behind this woman's car and they're like, ma'am, you on the bullhorn? Hit the lights and the sirens and tried to pull over. So she shouts on her bullhorn, oh, look, I'm getting pulled over. Yes. So she narrates her, nice. her pullover. And she then decides, you know what? I'm not going to do that. So she hops to not be pulled over. And <laughs> she was like, forget all of that jazz. I feel like she might be a sovereign citizen, which yeah. would make this amazing. <laughs> so she punches it on the accelerator, or rather, she lightly floored it on the uh-huh. accelerator. She <laughs> gently swerved into oncoming traffic okay. and tried to drive away way, right? Now, the cop was like, oh, come on, lady. And yeah. apparently in Rochester, Minnesota, they're like, we're not going to, uh, you know, do high-speed car chases. That's just not what we do around here. Yeah. So he lets her go. Yeah. And he then watches as she does her slow-speed getaway and drives into a construction zone. <laughs> <laughs> and she hits the sign that warns this is a construction uh-huh. zone. And our old Jenny Scofflaw, she tries to drive into what is hardening cement, right? <gasps> So the construction workers had just finished. It's 4.30 in the afternoon. They have just finished work. So the cement and concrete guys are still there. They're leaving the job site when they turn around and they get to see this ding-a-ling drive her, like, I don't know, Chevy Suburban right into the the, the cement. The wet cement goes, and Uh. then she's up to the wheel wells in her, like, you know, station wagon or whatever it is. The car eventually stops dead in the concrete. And she's sitting there, and there's this guy, an eyewitness. So I have an account of it for you from Robert Samanko of Chippewa Concrete. And he said he and his co-workers, quote, had heard, and I quote, all of a sudden a big loud bang. And they spin around and they see, as, as Samanko was saying, this woman just spinning her wheels, right? Uh-huh. And I quote, she bottomed right out. She tried spinning her tires to keep going, but she just couldn't. Oh. This poor lady sitting there on her bullhorn. <laughs> Damn it, let me go! <laughs> the cops are sitting there, like watching Samenko and his cement guys are watching. And the police then try to attempt to pull her from the vehicle, but she will she won't. So she keeps yelling at them with the bullhorn, you stay away from me. <laughs> and people are gathering. And Samenko, the cement guy, is just like, Well, oh. I guess we had now does yeah, add another day to the work. But oh, completely. I hope he gets paid for it. He was prepared for it. Samanko the cement guy is all philosophical about it. He said, and I quote, we get this once a year. It's early, so maybe twice Wait, this year. once a year? Once a year, somebody gets like road rage and drives into their <laughs> cement job. Okay. <laughs> What's okay. going on up there? It's Minnesota, baby. Minnesota, yeah, what can It's a you beautiful do? place. Now, number seven. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Headline. Yeah. Two stoners sue California pot company for selling weak joints. How did you get in the paper? <laughs> my lawsuit. I have a good lawyer. No, my lawsuit. So the company, in case you wanted to know, is Jeter Brand Joints. And according to two <laughs> California potheads, caveat emptor. Uh-huh. So the pair of burners hired a lawyer to sue this California pot company for selling weak-ass joints. So uh-huh. they were like... These stoners, they've been purchasing pre-rolls, and yeah. they were greatly disappointed with the effect- efficacy. So Jasper... Well, I've been told yes. that those are pretty potent. The in pre-rolls? G- yeah, no. in general. No, no, it's usually it's the worst weed. They, oh, it's really? Like, it's basically like the hot dog of weed. It's like hmm. the, the butcher just grabbed everything that fell off the table and then just turned well, it into a pre-roll. then I was... Uh, you were misinformed. In life. Like the waters in <laughs> Casablanca. You were misinformed. <laughs> so Jasper Santino of Long Beach and Blake Wilson of Fresno, which is the opposite of Fres, yes. He alleged that, quote, Jeter pre-rolls are total bunk, man. Like, rip off city, bruh. Okay, that's not actually a quote. Oh, I put that man. in there. I was like, is that from the court transcripts? <laughs> <laughs> According to California state law, and I did not know this, uh-huh. any weed sold in California must be as strong as claimed on the packaging. Now, there is a 10% legal allowance for the THC content variance. It's kind of like how the CHP gives you 10% of speed variance on the freeway. They do the same thing with pot. So if you say your pot is 37% THC, it's got to be at least 27%. Otherwise, 
the lawyers for these plaintiffs are going to come after you because okay. they said these people are overcharging customers. And that's now we're getting into commercial violations and so forth, FTC, and blah, blah, blah. So Dreamfields, the company that owns Jeter Brand, they called the lawsuit's claims, quote, baseless and ridiculous. And the stoner plaintiffs assured the court that their claims were totally based. So... <laughs> <laughs> Canada's publication, Weed Week, which in case you, you don't, if you don't read it, it's like the Women's Wear Daily for weed. So Weed Week, it was it tested these Jeter pre rolls. Pulitzer Prize winning Weed Week. <laughs> weed Week, yes. And it said uh, the Jeter pre rolls are listed as having forty six percent THC. Dang. So Weed Week went and tested this, and they found that they were closer to twenty three to twenty seven percent. So they were below. And False these plaintiffs have a strong case, and it looks like we may have found a plot for our next great. Stoner buddy comedy slash courtroom drama. Yes. Harold and Kumar go to the Supreme Court. <laughs> All right, next up, Elizabeth. Yes. Number six. Woman sues Geico car insurance for giving her STD. Court orders Geico to pay $5.2 million. Okay, wow. <laughs> the gecko gets around, dude. <laughs> What's Geico doing on its weekends? Well, oh, gecko um, party. Missouri woman sued Geico for giving her an STD. The judge said, and I quote, get out your checkbook, Mr. Lizard. No, that's not a real quote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is something akin to that. The woman told the court that she had contracted an STD from having sex in her car between November and December 2017. Uh-huh. In February of 2021, she filed a lawsuit alleging that Geico was to blame. Now, you may be wondering, Zarin, how can my car insurance be to blame for me getting an STD? Yeah. And I'm glad you I asked am, that. That was the question in my head. Apparently, she had that good, good car insurance. Because she's paying like 800 a month. She's like, I'll, I want collision and bump and grind insurance. So, <laughs> That's comprehensive. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't have Geico. I don't know how, how this stuff goes. How does that work? Like, well, I'll, I'll let you know. So the woman submitted to the court that she found out that her partner gave her an STD. And mm-hmm. then she contacted Geico and was like, well, what are y'all going to do about this? And Geico was like, uh, miss, how is your sex life our problem? And the customer was like, um, I think you need to fix this. And I believe I am always right. And the, and the Geico was like, uh, no, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? You need to stop calling. Us. But the customer was like, uh, no. Uh, and I quote, my insurance policy provides coverage for my injuries and losses. And since I had sex in my car, you better get ready to pay up, Geico. So Geico was oh. like, girl, you high. We are not paying for all that. Oh my and the customer God. was like, uh, fine, a million dollars and I'll drop the case. Geico was like, see you in court. Right. And Geico hung <laughs> up, right? So, so many bleeps. <laughs> no, not really. But this is my imagining of the conversation. Geico did not say any of that. Okay, okay. But anyway, the case gets sent to an arbitrator, uh-huh. right? Now, the arbitrator said, and I quote, there was sexual activity in insured automobile, end quote. This said sexual activity, quote, directly caused or directly contributed to cause the STD infection. Uh-huh. So furthermore, $5.2 million sounds about right for customer damages and injuries. So Geico heard Are the ruling and was like, I'm me? sorry, I'm sorry. I thought we just heard you say we owe her $5.2 million. I've got to stop sniffing glue before these court arbitrations because that couldn't be what you said. The arbitrator was like, did I stutter? $5.2 oh. million. So Geico appealed the ruling. Yeah, of A course. three-judge panel heard the case. They're like, okay, can we get this back right. to like reality and earth? And the three judges are all like, oh, yeah, get out your checkbook, Geico. You should have taken that $1 million Are offer. you kidding me? So they had to pay $5.2 million. Is everyone's I'm insurance going to get rewritten? I am getting Geico insurance tomorrow. So that if you have injury with... Oh. <laughs> I'm going to write up everything. I'm going to say, Geico, you should have protected me from this head wound I got Look, in the car. I am as pale as they come. So I get sunburned uh-huh. driving. In the car. You and then I'm like, I have skin cancer yeah, now. You Thanks. You should have protected me, Geico. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Sweet cheesy crackers. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. They can't. America. <laughs> I love the America. Wow. Okay. So wow. you ready to keep this crazy train well, rolling? Well, I just got to go switch my insurance to Geico now. <laughs> yeah, one second. Maybe they'll they'll. Sorry, Flo from Progressive. I'm on a new jam. <laughs> you didn't protect me from my STDs. Wow. And all my other bad decisions. And they would have to prove up that, like, it happened in the car. Apparently, they so were able to. So is she saying that's the only place like that she had that activity? Like, you should have been able to protect activity? me from this accident that I had in my car. <laughs> that, I, I don't get it either. I cannot process this. But I got another one for you. Thank you. So let's keep the crazy train going. Got I know you love trains. Uh, yeah, uh, we're now yeah. in the top five, Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. Top five. Okay. We got another lawsuit. Mm-hmm. The headline doesn't quite say it all, but it says enough. Yeah. You ready? Woman who claims she developed foreign accent after LAX shuttle collision can't <gasps> rescind settlement. 
<laughs> so a woman claimed in 2014, she was walking in L.A. out by the airport, and she gets hit by a Hilton shuttle bus because they got like Hilton, sh- Hilton oh, yeah. uh, hotels right there. You know. Yeah. So the Hilton I've claims, taken that shuttle bus. Oh, then you know. You, yep. may, you may have even been on it. You're I, like, I was probably driving it. Hit that woman. Get her out of the way. My flight. <laughs> so anyway, the Hilton claims that the woman was lying and that the bus never hit her, but merely just cut her off while she was crossing the intersection and that she faked her injuries as a result. Uh-huh. And so... You know, you may be wondering, well, Zarin, what are her injuries? Great question, I am Elizabeth. so wondering that. Her injuries that she claims was, when she was hit by the Hilton bus, she began to suffer from what is a very, very, very rare medical condition, which causes a person to speak with a foreign accent. You have that, suddenly. don't you? Yeah, I, I have a, it's a latent. It's I, intermittent. Yeah, I, I was born with it. It's a, it's a, it's a congenital <laughs> condition. I, I've always had foreign accent syndrome. But anyway, Elizabeth, according to the court, the woman said, quote, She'd been born and raised in the U.S., but she spoke to the jury in some sort of European accent. So much like me. <laughs> much it was like just you. some sort of European accent. Like, it is, is she, mostly continental European. Is she Russian? Is, is she, she Irish? Is she, is she Romanian? Belgian? <laughs> Belgian? Who knows? Why but, not everything? She's continental Elizabeth. So <laughs> this, uh, this syndrome is called ambient foreign accent syndrome. Uh-huh. And it's where your accent kind of wanders. Do you feel good That's now that I you know from. that you're diagnosed? No, actually, that the real one is just called foreign accent syndrome. I made up the ambient one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but since 1907, there have been a grand total of 100 people who've been diagnosed with legitimate foreign accent syndrome. Uh-huh. This woman was not one of them. <laughs> but but she apparently, like there was a very most famous case, by the way, uh-huh. a person who had a Spanish accent suddenly began to speak with a Hungarian accent. Huh. And they were not Hungarian and didn't know anybody Hungarian, but they had a really thick Hungarian accent. It's a very fascinating. Anyway, but this woman, she didn't have a damn thing and the judge was like, you better get out of my courtroom with that nonsense. So her settlement, which he tried to rescind because mm-hmm. her lawyer was like, I don't know what to do with this. And it became a whole mess. She lost everything. So the court is like, wow. her accent changes when the jury is out of the room. She's See, like, the thing is, well, she's, that is okay. She's you know? at LAX and California has like the most protections ever for yes. pedestrians. Yes. Like, Pedestrians the, have the right of way, yes. like, even if you're just thinking about crossing the street. It doesn't even in a crosswalk. If it's an intersection, uh-huh. it doesn't have a crosswalk. If you're an intersection, the crosswalk is presumed. Yep. And so, wow, she should have just yeah. let go of that one. Oh, ready, well. ready for number four? Yes. Man shows up at ER with bomb in his rectum. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> yes, sorry. Yes, Dave? Yes, Sarah, producer Dave? Did you say his rectum? Rectum. It damn near killed him, Dave. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> French dude, and this guy was a French dude, was uh-huh. 88 years old. What did he sound like? Oh, yeah, this man here like us the bomb <laughs> in the butt. He's like, bring me a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> like, so apparently this kinky Frenchman, it was a Saturday night, and he was looking for some extra special feelings. So he pulled out a World War I artillery shell, and that one he had, and he just went to work fitting it into the back flap of his union suit, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And uh, somewhere right in, the in his man-on-bomb revelry, he got this World One relic good and stuck in there, right? Just good and just stuck. Just crammed it on and just right in there. It. So he he tucked on down to the emergency room. He's like, "What's up, doc? Can I rock? What's up, doc?" And the doc is like, "Oh man!" So the hospital they weren't too keen on this because it wasn't that they were laughing at this poor man with the munitions in his butt. It was they're like, that, well, "That's a live munitions, so right?" Like, bomb scare, bomb scare. Oh, so no. they have to clear the hospital because he's got a bomb in his butt. So the <laughs> pediatric emergency room, the adult emergency room, all had to be cleared out. Bomb experts had to be called in. Oh, they sent the robot. The robot came yeah, in. in to pluck it out of the butt. <laughs> so they, they come in there and they all the bomb experts have to expect the man's bomb butt. And the bomb experts, they reassure the hospital, yes, this man, he has bomb ass, but his ass bomb is no problem for us. <laughs> So it is unlikely to explode in the ER. So the munitions lodged in this poor man's rectum, damn near killed him, was safe for everyone but the man with the bomb in his butt. He was the only one in danger. So the World War I munition and the lead and all all that could be, he could go septic, basically. So it was, by the way, eight inches long and more than two inches wide. It was a, you know, it was a long daddy. And uh, one quick little (laughs) surgery later, our French kink daddy was free of this unholy relic. Ugh. There you go. Wow. <laughs> that had a bomb-ass booty. I'll say that. <laughs> Bang To dial. Tootie oh fruity bomb-ass booty. Oh, God. You ready for number three? Yes, please. <laughs> so, and I'm here with number three, Kapow! two, and one. 
It's all gonna be fun, fun, fun. Elizabeth, number mm-hmm. three. Woman attempts to run over ex's family and friends at his funeral. Oh, wow. <laughs> this one has <laughs> a little of everything. It is, as you say, all the way unhinged. Uh-huh. It is full tilt crazy. Uh-huh. The woman, she woke up the morning and she was like, I choose the violence. Where is the, Where does this take place? North Dakota. Oh. Fargo, North Dakota. Okay. Not where you would expect that this would occur, at least not where I would expect. I don't know. I had no expectations. Oh, well, you're more, you're more broad-minded than I, I am. am. I'm very, like, this yeah. sounds like a Missouri crime to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In May, a North Dakota woman was arrested at a cemetery after she had arrived at her ex's funeral uninvited. Okay. And to make matters worse, she drove her SUV across the cemetery grounds. No. And she went there to see that her ex had definitely passed away. Like, I want to see his go in the grass, right? She was that kind of like on Uh one. But she wasn't done with him or his family once he was on the other side of the grass. So she strapped into her SUV and decided to head over and see what's what with who was still left mingling around the open hole in the earth. Yeah. So when she arrives at the funeral, she spots a number of people that she recognizes and starts aiming at them. So the friends and fam of her ex have to run and she's scattering the crowd at the funeral. Oh my God. There's a reason she's an ex. <laughs> yes. So she's like trying to put others in the dirt. Oh, Luckily, she, no one gets hurt. But 28-year-old Blair Witten crashed into the Fargo, North Dakota funeral with all the respect and propriety of a wet fart. And thankfully, Blair. no one gets, as I said, hit or or hurt, but the police were already well acquainted with Blair. Oh, surprise. Because this was not only, she, you know, she hadn't driven across she, she another She sounds funeral. like a real straight arrow to <laughs> yeah, me. exactly. Makes a lot of good decisions yeah. in life. But last year, she was arrested for spray painting a statue of Jesus outside of a church in downtown Fargo. <gasps> and if you can believe it, she spray painted Jesus's face black. She wanted to make a black face Jesus for God knows what reason. I don't know what uh-huh. message she's saying. Like, black lives, Jesus matter. I don't know. Like, this is like a protest. <laughs> I have no idea. Blair. I dare you to tear down this one. I, I think don't know. Blair was just wilding out, and then when she gets busted, oh, I was making a statement. Yeah. No, Blair. <laughs> Blair, you were not doing no, Blair, anything. You, you, were you are a not mess. tethered to reality, <laughs> but thanks for trying. So, number two. Two. Wedding spirals into chaos oh. after bride allegedly laced food with pot. Yes. <laughs> so in the last story, <laughs> the woman woke up that morning. She's like, I choose violence. Right. This woman woke up, the bride, she's like, I choose chaos. You got That's how you need to wake up every morning. <laughs> I choose chaos. So I'm reading this story. I'm like, what in the church of Cheech and Chong was this bride thinking? <laughs> because this wicked weed wedding, guess uh-huh. what state it took place in? Not California? No. Okay. Is it somewhere that weed is legal? Not exactly. Oh, so medicinal is what I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, medicinal. They have medicinal. I don't know. Florida. Flo- Pablo, honey. <laughs> Come to Florida. So this the little wedding surprise was the idea of the bride and her caterer to give her 50 guests a memorable time. Oh, God. Right? The guests all supped on meatballs and they enjoyed the Caesar salad and the bread with herb dip, all of which was doctored with weed oil. So nobody being the wiser, the wedding guests are having fun until people start acting strangely. One guest feels dizzy. She lowers herself onto all four and starts vomiting profusely. Well, People are seeing that. They're like, oh, looks like Becky's not having a good one. Edibles... Don't, oh, they hit different. Yeah. yeah, and they hit different for each person. A hundred percent. Another guest gets convinced that her heart was about to stop. So she crawls out of the wedding, on, once again, on all four, to uh-huh. her car. Nobody apparently helps her. She gets to the car, starts texting her family, I love you. I hope to we see oh. each other in heaven. She's so convinced. Oh, she sends no. all of her goodbyes to everyone she knows. Oh, no. I shouldn't be laughing. But there she is, minutes from death, like hanging on yeah. the side of her car, texting everyone she knows. One truly unlucky guest, I believe this is the mother of the bride, she was taken to the ER because she believed everybody was lying to her and she believed, quote, her husband wasn't telling her the truth about her other family members. She was convinced that her son-in-law was dead, she was dying, and that no one would tell her that she'd been poisoned. This <laughs> sounds like PCP Super Spy, totally. your PCP Super Spy episode. <laughs> so exactly the but same thing. But then you gotta also wonder, like, the side eye at the guests who are just, like, chilling. <laughs> They're fine. They're like, they hey, just man. keep eating. Donnie's all right. They're like, they just keep me at the right level. <laughs> Keeping me even. <laughs> <laughs> so at the ER, Mother of the Bride is so unruly, so loud, that they end up having to drug her yet again. So they put her down. <laughs> oh no. Trank gun. <laughs> <laughs> the most memorable day of her life. Right? The day my daughter gets married. <laughs> so some guests, though, they were a bit savvy, as you pointed out, and some of them were even able to call 911. So EMTs arrive, they're able to like help people, cops arrive after that, and they quickly determine... 
you know what? Something ain't right here. Yeah. So they're like, Deputy Bob, go over there and grab that. And they start grabbing up food samples, glassware, pint glasses, lasagna dishes, everything. They put, they test it all. They put it all in the lab. They test all of the stuff they can. They find out that the people had put weed butter in damn near everything but the water. Oh Even God. the lasagna tested positive for pot. Oh, Why no. are you wasting weed oil and lasagna? All this is cheese. Anyway. And you know what? It, don't mess with it. Like, it's it takes you to another plane already. Oh, yeah. Lasagna's lasagna. fine. <laughs> Garfield would be so mad. <laughs> Who put pot oil on you? Was it Odie? That dumb. So the bride or caterer, they both get charged with food tampering. And if you you can believe this, delivery of marijuana. Like, well, illegal yeah. delivery of marijuana. They like, did. They, like, yeah. Like, you, you, okay. But you get it. Oh, my goodness. Elizabeth, Zarin. we've reached number one. Most ridiculous crime of 2022. Two, so two, excited. Two, two, so excited. Two. Dave, are you excited? I cannot wait. Yes. This one. We're excited. This will probably blow your ears back. May flip your wig. Curl my hair. It'll put a little pep in your step or take it out. Okay. You ready? Yes. California woman drops phone into outhouse, falls in head first, and gets stuck. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, this is like nightmare fuel. <laughs> so Continue. In, in April, that headline hit the internet, and the internet hit back. <laughs> Everyone was like, what are you talking Shut your mouth. Be for real. Because it was a Tuesday afternoon when a California woman was in Washington State's Olympic National Park. There at the base of the 2,800-foot Mount Walker. In uh-huh. case you've never been to Olympic National Park. I've not been there. So she was gazing up at the peak, awed and inspired. And all of a sudden, she felt her bowels begin to move. She's like, I need to go drop off the kids at the pool. So she popped over to the porta potty but it was like one of those like nice ones, like a wood shack. Yeah, yeah a, like it, you'd a have it at a state toilet. park. Or yes. yeah. There you go. So she pops in there. And, uh, you know, she's uh, in her 40s, but she's like, I need to get on my phone while I'm on the crapper. So she pulls out her phone and she's doing her business and doing her Wordle. business on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when she gets up, I don't know what happened. Maybe she didn't get the, her Wordle right. She's like, ah, crap, and, th- and drops her phone into the crapper. So what would you do? What should she do, Elizabeth? Well, I then I'd ask someone, where's the nearest AT&T store? <laughs> I can buy an iPhone. Because I don't have a phone anymore. <laughs> That's RIP phone right now. She took a different approach. She decided to take the <gasps> toilet lid off. That way she could lie down on the porta potty toilet and reach further into the toilet. But she couldn't quite reach her phone. Oh, my God. So she had a dog leash with her. She tied <laughs> the she, dog did leash. Did she have a dog? I don't know where the dog was, but she had the dog leash with <laughs> she her. Did she lower the dog? <laughs> no, yeah, but that's, that'd, be, that'd be a good idea, actually. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe kind of mean on the dog. Right. But she tied her dog leash off to the porta potty. I assume like the door handle. And then she held on tight to the dog leash leans into the toilet, reaches as far, but she still can't quite reach the phone. It's there in her fingertips. It's just right, (laughs) just a little further. It falls right into the toilet. The leash snapped, broke. I don't know, the door handle snapped. Something snapped. Woman, California woman, falls right into the toilet, head first. Now she's stuck inside the toilet there with the gallons of human filth. 20 minutes she's there trying to free herself, and she realizes, you know what? I'm not going to be able to get myself out of this. Does she live there to this day? She has the phone. You know, God bless this phone, apparently. Uh It still works. She's able to call someone. She calls 911, tells the operator, look, I'm stuck in a john. And she's like, excuse me, what, ma'am? I'm stuck in a john. Well, have you tried just knocking? No, I'm like in the toilet part. How is that? Okay, we're going to send help. So they send out help to this crapper. Lady's in there for an hour. Oh, God. Rescue crews arrive from two different fire departments. They're trying to free her, just trying as hard as they can. They hand her various items, hoping that, that she can put them underneath her and be able to stand uh, uh-huh. and lift uh, herself out. I'm getting so they're so handing sick. her, like, I don't know, Apple boxes or something from a Hollywood <laughs> set. Like, stand on this. Once she has something to stand on, she can reach up. And apparently yeah. she's short because she's five feet down. But now standing on something, she's able to reach up high enough that the uh, firefighters are able to reach down and grasp her hand and free her. They pull her out of the toilet like a second birthing experience. Oh, my. She gets hosed <gasps> off and they give her a white Tyvek suit to wear. Uh-huh. And the EMTs, quote, strongly encouraged her to see medical attention since she'd sure. been bathing in human waste for an oh, hour. Oh, God. Just set her on but fire. She's so deeply embarrassed. The California, California woman's like, which way is the state line? And just tries to leave. So she goes... She didn't go to the hospital. Didn't go anywhere but her car. I would be like, what's your strongest antibiotic? 
And I want to take them as pills, and then I want you to coat my body in them. (laughs) I will never have enough showers to wash this off. Gasoline showers wouldn't be enough. Can you take me to the Clorox factory? (laughs) Just dunkaroo? Oh, goodness. So the water treatment, the closest water treatment plant was like, ma'am, that ain't no, that stink ain't coming <laughs> no, off. No, no. Well, the California woman, she thanked the responders and continued her journey back to her home state. Now, if you were wondering, just in case you were, uh-huh. the toilet was, as I said, more than five feet deep and it held 500 gallons of human waste. Okay, so you already had me sick over three <laughs> five-gallon buckets. Now it's like, goodness. I it. And if you were wondering, you're like, wait, Zarin, what was her crime there? And I'm like, well, her crime was trash trespassing. Or maybe it was a legal <laughs> dumping of herself. I don't really know. But look, <laughs> cops were called, which means technically maybe it wasn't a crime. She yeah. wasn't a criminal, but she was straight up ridiculous. Yeah, she's criminally stupid. So, And I just got a text from my imaginary lawyer, and she says that California woman was, quote, wrongfully imprisoned in herself in a toilet. So there okay. you go. Boom. Done Self-kidnapping deal. Yep. charges. Yes. And we're good. So I there love you have it. it. I love it. Elizabeth, what's our ridiculous takeaway? <gasps> my ridiculous takeaway is that 2022 seems to be filled with a lot of poop. <laughs> T22, y'all! <laughs> Number two. Well, my ridiculous takeaway, and once again, thank you for asking, Elizabeth. Nobody asked, Saren. Is, it was a really <laughs> crappy year. It was a crappy year. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. <laughs> a lot of number ones, <laughs> a lot, lot of, of number, number twos. <laughs> you can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and the Gram. Twitter's where, you know, if it's still around, that's where you can find us for some chit-chatting. Just, uh, we'll put up some polls and then take them down and redo them. Yeah. Those and ones then charge the right you options. for them. Yeah, exactly. Now, on Instagram, we put the photos for each episode if you want to see what these people look like and the buckets of poo. The stories are there for some God. giggles. You get sneak peeks at the new episode, both. And also, you can email us at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by the head of the Kustin crime family, Dave Kustin. Research is by Marissa Encyclopedia of Crime, Brown. Our theme song is by the right honorable judge, Thomas Lee, and the good doctor of the jam, Travis Dutton. Executive producers are Ben, let's go, Bolin, and Noel, don't call me Charlie Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.